One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jay Cross. Hi, Mark. Packham. Who is your favourite animated character and why is it Lyra from The Eternal Descent? Uh, because Lyra from The Eternal Descent had uh, maybe the uh, best and well, most well thought out backstory for any character of all time that was then used on a pedal. If you're not sure what we're talking about, uh, this week's Patreon episode will be... Do you be... think I pulled that off? Yeah, I think you did well. Okay, cool. Um, this week's Patreon episode will be a good place to start. We are talking about the weirdest slash worst signature products of it all time. It started as weirdest. It started as worst, but I think it ended as weirdest. And I guess the Lyra's not even a signature pod, uh, pedal. It's a product made up to accompany a cartoon about a fake band that no one watched. <laughs> If you want to hear more about that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. We're from as little as $1 a month. You can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello. And Jay Cross. Hello. It's really, 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 really hot. It's quite hot. It would explain two things. If we're a little bit lethargic, that is one thing that would explain. Secondly, if you can hear a bit of a fan noise in the background, um, it's because Matt Knight has got a fan on because in it's London... It's 31 e- degrees it's in e- my flat at the moment. It's even hotter than it is here and it is absolutely baking here all so the pollution just you know helps create this nice rank vibe <laughs> um, that, that's how i think of london even on its best days it's got a bit of a rank actually, vibe you know just you know just put it out there i went for a 10 mile run this morning so you know just before it got too hot and you know there's some nice views out there some parks and that it's just no, I, um, I don't believe it. So on Friday night, I uh, I finished work a little bit late because I had a uh, conference call with a bunch of different people around the world. Uh, there was like fifteen people on this call, oh, right. and um, and uh, I basically I was told, you know, the the phone call starts late, so go home and do the call from home rather than do it in the office. Yeah. Um, so I was here, sat exactly where we are sat right now. But I had the door open, really nice, like little breeze coming in, really lovely. And about halfway through the call, my boss just went, is, is someone on a boat? Is someone doing this call from their boat? And everyone sort of stopped. And he went, I'm sure, I'm sure I can hear a seagull. What's going on? And I just said, oh, 
Sorry, that's me. This is bear in mind. This is the first time I've had. This is a regular call that happens. First time I've ever is this been involved. A, this is a big hon- head honcho American kind, kind of yeah. Person. And uh, and uh, he was like, "Is what's going on?" I went, oh, I live right by the beach. And he went, "Oh no, it's just nice to know that you've got the dedication to call in at seven p.m. on a Friday night. So don't worry about it." But I did close the door afterwards. So that's why the door isn't open now because of the seagulls. Because of the seagulls. To be honest, I'm not sure our listeners would mind uh, hearing a little bit of ambiance, but a little bit of Brighton ambiance. Let's roll with it. It is, it is unbelievably beautiful in Brighton today. Um, but as always, there is the scourge, the seagulls. Uh, there is a lot of sea. Looking out your window, there's a lot of seagulls up there. It's because we live by the sea. And also you live sort of right near that thing that is like a big bin over the road or whatever it is. A cement factory. There's a cement factory there, yes. So there's probably stuff for them to dive into and eat. <laughs> what, uh, cement? Yeah, they love a bit of cement, <laughs> the seagulls. They love it. That's <laughs> evolution for you, baby. Yeah, indeed, indeed. All the food's been eaten. They're onto the hard stuff. Manite, how's your week been? Uh, it's very good, actually. Um, I had a mystery package turn up. which oh, Always um, exciting. Yeah, it, it was a bit of confusion. There were some custom charges to pay. Didn't get a notification from Doddle. Turned out they'd also emailed a Matt Knight at BN1. Like, there's a weird. package for you. I was like, that is weird. When you said BN1, like, oh, Ma- do you mean the postcode BN1 or someone at BN1 magazine? No, the postcode BN1. Oh, right, weird. Uh, yeah, so I was a bit like, oh, and then I was like, oh, maybe I had like a Doddle account in Brighton maybe and they were like no it's for a Matthew James night and I went hmm strange got to the bottom of it though so that's fine and got these wonderful packages what was uh, in the what was in the box we got well actually I got two packages this week I got the Walrus Audio Luminary back um, because it was a bit poorly so he sent it back and uh, I've been playing it today and realised we really didn't do it enough justice I think when we did the video because, um, as we said before, we, I never really had much time to kind of demo the pedals before we kind of did the videos before. And the way we were kind of monitoring it, I don't think I gave it a fair kind of view. Okay. And now I've played it, I'm like, it's not supposed to be like a micro pog. It's not supposed to be like a boss octave. It's its own thing. It's basically like an organ simulator pedal, a bit like the electroharmonics one yeah um but it's it just like i've been playing it in today i was like wow it does so many things i just didn't didn't realize uh, and i just think we maybe rushed it slightly when we did the video so i was talking to joe about maybe redoing that video with some other octave pedals yep um, and doing kind of like an octave pedal shootout um and then the other package was a complete surprise because the company didn't actually tell me they were sending anything oh, and they well, just how, happened to turn up well, how did so, they get the address I'd sent them the address and said, oh, I'd love to do some stuff. And this was, I checked today, seven weeks ago. Right. And they went, yeah, we'll put you in touch with the guy that kind of um, sorts all this stuff out. And I went, oh, yeah, you know, we'd love to do some things. Like, here's the address. Didn't hear anything uh, after, after three weeks. Emailed them again. Still didn't hear anything. And then, lo and behold, this package turns up um, on Friday. Nice. So what, um, what was it that we got? So we we got uh, two pedals from Petty John Electronics in uh, Oregon, and they are built like absolute tanks, like total like military kind of style, like pressed sheet metal kind of design, um, and they are absolutely incredible. Like from the moment I plugged the first one in, I went, 
you know when you like plug a pedal in you go i just want to put that on my pedal board now and never ever touch it again like just, the settings that had on the box straight away were just like nailed it the only one um, of the only one of the pedals i've heard is the it's like an always on pedal like uh i can't remember what it was called now but yeah similar thing like it looked almost well, the, like steampunky yeah, yeah, they've got these massive LEDs on them, um, just like really, really solid pedals, really weighty. Yeah, which I kind of like. They look um, like it. Yeah, so I think the one you might be talking about is the Lift, which is the first one they sent us. And talking as we always talk about, make gooder pedals. This is up there with one of the best because it is it is always on. Right, like Wait. it's a buffer and boost. Yeah, but when you plug it in, it's always on. The buffer is always on, and then there's an input control that basically just dials how much kind of touch of gain you want to add to the input signal. If you turn it all the way down, it's just a great buffer. But as soon as I plugged it in, everything just sounded better. Can you actually never turn it off then? No, the bu- the buffer with the input signal is just always on. Right, okay. Um, but then you hit the foot switch and there's a boost, and then you've also got the option of a high cut and a low cut, which can be selectable when you hit the boost on or also always on so it's kind of like a buffer and eq so you can kind of tailor how much high cut or low cut you want and then you can decide whether you want that foot switchable or not along with an additional boost wow so it's just brilliant to leave on all the time yeah yeah and then you've just got a boost on there as well um and then the other one was a pedal that i think we talked about in the podcast quite a few weeks ago which is the petty drive version two um which is two pedals of theirs in one uh the iron and the chime um which has also got the first thing is i was noticed i was like oh it's got some extra input jacks on the back and it's got an insert loop so i was like oh you can call you can run a delay with it or you know whatever but then i realized that it's actually an insert loop between the two pedals not like an effects loop as it were that yeah. sits directly after it so you can slot something in between the in two between effects. the two pedals okay. but then what they also suggest is well what you can do is then run it in a switcher unit and then separate the two units completely so in something like oh. so i went oh okay well, if i put it in the esa i can then swap the order around as well oh so you oh, basically separate right. the so two it's, pedals it's basically two pedals in one box that as standard run from i don't know right to, to left or whatever yeah but you can you can break them out if you're using switches yes yeah, so you can break that out or you can add another pedal in so yeah. say for example you've got a particular phaser that sounds really good after the one drive but really good before another you can just pop that in the middle but it's, it's nice the the chime which is the kind of um the right side is a sort of really low gain boost so it's more like a low gain overdrive with an additional boost that's non foot switch where you can just dial in a second gain stage um three options of uh, like eq low cut and then three options of clipping okay so really similar to the roadrunner um overdrive from echo line yep and then the second one is the iron which is their more saturated um sort of tube screamery kind of where well, it runs on a jrc chip which is the same the same type of chip in the in the tube screamer um where you've got a mix control which adds in in parallel your clean signal so if okay. you just want to cut through a little bit more you can basically dial in some more of your clean signal um and then yeah they work really well independently they work really well together um and then obviously once i put it in the switcher i can put like one at the beginning of the chain and one at the end and then run stuff in between so 
it's just a really really versatile little pedal but straight away you know just they felt great out of the box nice and weighty good design um and then just a great sound you know sometimes when you have to fiddle around with a pedal for ages and then you get a bit like disheartened with it because you're like mm, yeah yeah I'm not so sure and then kind of a would it with a load of stuff and was like oh this is just awesome just absolutely awesome so really really looking forward to demoing those on the uh on the channel and i think probably what we'll do is rather than doing individual videos for each one i think we'll do like an overall video with both together okay like a sort of introduction to petty john effects yeah i think so i think it's it is nice to do the kind of pedal of the week but i think we're trying to add in maybe a few more other pedals to kind of a b it with stuff and I think that's a slightly longer video. I think that's the way to go, isn't it? There's, um, yeah, we can do well, comparison I mean, videos. You know, and I was stuff. looking. There's loads of other videos out there of people doing um, some of their other pedals. Not these. Part of the reason that I said maybe you should send those two um, was because there wasn't too many videos on those. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll kind of, you know, be able to show the world what they can do. But yeah, straight away, I was like, awesome. Looking forward to it, definitely. Um, if you can hear ice clinking, by the way, on the podcast, it's because Jay served up one of the weirdest drinks. I think I've ever experienced. It's this not is, that weird. It's like a coffee lemonade. Yeah. Why don't you make an? Why don't you make an iced coffee? This is a. This is something that I bought in. Uh, in in in. Uh, this won't mean much to people outside the UK, but something I bought in Marks and Spencer today. Um, I think people know what that is. Okay. No, there's no plug in here. Just okay. so as you're aware, I did pay for this. Okay. Good. Uh, it's called coffee spritzer or something. It's very yeah, weird. It, it's like a kind of a fruity coffee drink, but it's really hot in here, so we needed to drink something with ice. It's really why. hot. Already ten minutes into the podcast, I'm feeling it. I'm I thought you were talking it. about me because I'm drinking the gin and tonic. Oh, oh no. beautiful! Some of us have got to drive someone else home after this. You're going into town anyway. And mm. um, Jay Cross, how's your week been? Have you done any guitar-related things? You've been to any shows? Seen any good guitars this week? Uh, yeah, this week's been this week's been really good actually. Um, very busy. Um, I uh, I put on a gig on Wednesday night, um, and it was uh, my friend's band from Long Island called Iron Sheep. Yep, and uh, we've put on a few times. Really good uh, show. Was sold out. It was only a small venue, but um, really cool. Just you know, tellies into Marshalls in a small venue, four by twelves. It sounded fantastic. There's, there is still as much as we talk about on this podcast. Like, just get a smaller amp and turn it up. There is still something There's, about being in a very small venue when someone's got four by twelves. There was yeah. So two Marshall JCMs with two four by twelves um it, re- it really did sound fantastic like the the lead guitar player was using a telly with single coils the rhythm guitar player was using a telly with humbuckers yeah it was it just sounded great like yeah it's, just sounded really really good it is the classic punk rock setup isn't it like yeah. tellies into jcms yeah preferably dsl 50s yeah that's that is a winner it was, it was great yeah that was that was really cool in a venue that i've not done a show in before uh so that was a bit of a it's always a bit weird because you never know how it's going to sound out front you know irrespective of the gear that the bands are using and usually with punk bands it is bad well um, i don't think that's necessarily true well, quite op- i think the sort of punk bands that you put on actually have pretty good gear usually. yeah they i guess they're sort of quasi pros yeah but um you know it can be it can be bad but um the sound engineer was a friend of mine and 
he knew how to make the room sound good. So yeah, it was awesome. good. It was good. So it was cool. Um, I uh, I went into GAC this week. Okay. Wanted to GAC to see uh, see see the gang in there, uh, and they've got the um, they've got the John Mayer in there. So this is the John Mayer we talked about last week. The, the John Mayer we talked about last week. Eleven thousand pounds. Yes. Is that right? Eleven thousand. Eleven. Yeah, I think it was ten nine nine five. Okay. I think. Um, What's the verdict? It. How many did you buy? I I actually I left it. I thought it would. Some, maybe someone else should yeah. take it someone a little bit less privileged than yourself that's right yeah, that's someone right. who hasn't got that GN money completely completely and um, yeah it, I mean it certainly is a looker um, the, <laughs> it sounds like you're not that infused because I looked at pictures and actually I thought it looked quite good I, I tell you what I, I I mean the pictures I thought were very I mean it, it just had so much going on actually when you saw it in real life it was maybe not quite as full on as the picture suggested probably because i'm more uh i'm more into guitars that don't have extreme flames and i think probably the one that was on display maybe wasn't quite as fruity as the one that they chose because inevitably the one that they chose for the picture is going to be the one with the most flame on it because that's what a lot of these people a lot of people who are into these guitars are into so you know i understand so actually it was you know but um i saw some other cool stuff there was yeah they, they've got some some cool stuff in there knocked about for and then went to the beach because it's been really nice this weekend <laughs> there was plenty of guitar players down the beach i'd imagine this weekend. oh not where we were we were uh, we were over in the hove go to the nice uh, bit completely i am um- i actually saw a slightly more expensive guitar than that what? yesterday how could you have done so matty I saw the, and I forget his name, the the bronze custom shop strat that they did recently. Robbie uh, um, Coltrane, Robbie Robertson, Robbie Robertson. That's it. Yeah, thirteen thousand nine hundred ninety-five. Um, and that guitar looks amazing. Yeah, that is yeah. a good-looking guitar. I was like, ah, oh. and it was like cold to the touch, where it's like been bronze. <laughs> I was like, ah, this They'll guitar let you touch looks it. awesome. I touched it anyway. <laughs> where, I know where, the people in there. Where was they it? know me. Where were you? It was in Guitar Guitar Camden. Right, okay. Which is mainly a high-end store um, more than anything. They do some sort of medium-priced stuff, and they do some of the cheaper fenders, but it's mainly like high-end stuff Yeah. Uh, being in central London. But that guitar was – and then it was sitting next to – a Greg Fessler masterbuilt 64 Strat in gold sparkle, which was the masterbuilt equivalent of the gold custom shop Strat that, that I used you to had. Own. Yeah, of course. So I was like, that pair together was like over 20 grand. <laughs> I was like, ah oh, man, imagine going in there and just being like, yeah, I'll take it. It's, yeah, I mean, I don't understand how that works. I can't imagine have, ever having that much money on hand to be like, yeah, get a guitar, no problem. 13 grand I mean, you'd have to buy that in cash wouldn't you if you had that sort of money yeah you're, you're not bu- sort of crazy you're money. not buying that on finance come on you're just big old water cash down on the desk yeah anyway <laughs> um so i did a couple of things this week uh firstly new video up on the guitar nerds channel it's been a little bit quiet on the youtube channel i've been waiting for joe branton to re-emerge from his studio uh hibernation quagmire that he's in at the moment uh to actually put up some pedal demo video so i thought i'd step in take the reins back on the channel and uploaded uh, the top eight Gibson SG facts you probably didn't know. Um, top eight because there wasn't enough interesting ones for a top ten and top five is not enough on the old uh, the facts videos. So top eight. Um, so that video is up on the channel now. There are actually some things in there that I did not 
know about the SG and I think are actually quite surprising. Did you know that it wasn't introduced until a bit later than the Les Paul? Did you know that? That's right. Did yeah, you say that? I, did, I didn't say that. I what? kind of figured that people already knew. I do reference, because we talk about the SG a lot in the Les Paul video. Yes, okay, yes, um, fair enough. Which makes sense, obviously, because easy, of the easy cop out transition there. between the two. So I did mention that, but there's some other interesting things. Uh, I'm not going to spoil them now. Uh, oh, I, I'm excited to hear them. YouTube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. What's uh, the full URL? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> It'll be like watch minus question mark yyzxtbt14. Something like that. Don't do that. That might be something horrendous. That might be some of this like um, these awful videos that people, grown ups, always talking about being on the internet that you shouldn't watch. Um, but yeah, go and check it out on the on the YouTube channel. The other thing um, that is vaguely interesting, I guess, is I got a package as well towards the end of this end of this week, Wednesday, something like that, um, from Dodario, who have a new chromatic pedal tuner out, um, which I put a picture up over on the Instagram page um, at Guitar Nerds, which looks. Really cool. I plugged it in for about five, ten minutes, tuned a guitar with it. To be honest, the feet... What fe- are you tuning? What do you mean? <laughs> five, ten minutes? Well, you know, I was just messing around with it. But um, to be honest, I couldn't really do much more than that because the feature set is very limited. As far as I could tell, <laughs> I've not actually looked into it. All I could, The only controls on the box or on the pedal itself are on and off and, uh, like, pitch. So, like, you know, going up and down. I think it does... 20 or 30 cents either side of 440. Um, but what Does do, it go down to 432? Uh, Does it go down to that, that god tone? I That's think, what you want. I think, that, it, I think it might that do. frequency range. Yeah, yeah, I think it might do. Um, but what I do like about it is the display is very, very good. Probably the brightest of any pedal tuner display that I've seen. I mean, you know how loyal I am to the uh, the TU3. I love the TU3. Um, this is has got a bigger display and it's a bit brighter. It doesn't. It's not polyphonic, is it? I don't know. It's no, it's not. Um, it's mono. What I don't think it will have. I think the tuning's very good. Um, they talk about thirty-two bit tuning and stuff like that. Um, it doesn't give you a huge amount of uh, visual indicators on how far in or out you are. In or out you are. Right. It's not like a TU three that's got. You know, you can kind of all within the note that you're tuning to. It's got quite a wide range of whether you're in or out of tune. Um, but I think, you know, if you're going for something like this, really it's for a kind of pedal board uh, space saving because it's very, very slim. Um, slightly bigger than the Polytune Mini, but a much better display than the Polytune Mini. Um, so, yeah, if, if kind of real estate is your big uh, concern, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, but I guess I'll do a full review maybe for YouTube. I don't know. Maybe Instagram. How long does a video need to be for a pedal tuner demo? Don't think it probably needs to be full YouTube length, does it? But um, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, we can uh, we can do some do uh, something with it. Definitely, I'll take some photos and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's cool. Nice little neat thing. Um, Didario, obviously, they seem to have like fully incorporated Planet Waves now. I think I'm not sure whether they've completely phased the name out, but like stuff that would normally or would have come out under the Planet Waves banner seems to now just come out as Daddario like but th- this tuner wouldn't have would you have I well I guess just all accessories that weren't strings yeah. would have been planet waves at one time but now it all just seems to be Daddario so um, yeah interesting and like I said I'll do a bit more of a detailed rundown um, probably on Instagram something like that shall we um, shall we dive headfirst into a big old barrel of 
news. We should mention Branton probably will be back next week to take over the hey. news duties. Um, yeah, but I don't it's been know. Three weeks now, isn't it? Three yeah, weeks? it has been three weeks without him. The Bantonite. The Bantonites are getting angry. At us. I, I, I mean, don't, you I, should see Bo Banton on Instagram. I mean, yeah, the guy is obviously getting a bit angry. Whoever does Bo Banton, because. Yeah. I think the pictures are getting slightly harsh. He's, he's desperate I t- for Banton to be back. I reckon. I reckon m- the majority of the time that I open Instagram, the first picture is that Bo Banton picture. Yeah, yeah, hundred oh, percent. And don't, I don't understand why. Well, because so the timeline, as far as I'm aware, is not chronological. No, it's, it's not. No, it's, cura- not, it's curated. Yeah. I have exactly the same thing. Why? When I, every time I open Instagram, is Joe's. Is Bo it, Banton face it, so regularly it's always the first one and I, I've stopped liking it yeah oh like, I don't like I it I like yeah, yeah. the other ones sometimes yeah if they're good if it's a good one like yeah. that one where he was in the studio and he had a really fat face that one yeah. was fantastic well done but, but it's usually just that that same one of his face comes up more often than not when I open Instagram I just don't understand why it's usually the first thing I see in the morning yeah, it's well, not completely. like not like some beautiful birds outside <laughs> or like my girlfriend's face she's usually up and in the shower already so I get my phone I think oh I'll have a little look at Instagram see what the day holds for me you know see what people have been up to last night check it Bo Banton's face first thing every morning indeed indeed let's talk uh, Vat let's uh, we've got some breaking news from our resident Fender correspondent James Cross (laughs) what we got and so this week um some FS. I mean, it's just it's FSR. Yep. So you know, this is an ongoing, which r- stands for Factory Special Run. Yep. Um, so a, um, a a new load of guitars in Silverburst, HSS Strat, um, Jazzmaster, and uh, Twin Humbucker Telly. Um, normally, I'm not a huge fan of Silverburst. I've said this before. I'll say it again. The Jazzmaster, however, I think looks absolutely fantastic. It's got the big cream, um, and I think it's good that they've gone with cream pickups rather yeah. than. I think it would have been too easy to go with black pickups to match the rest of the aesthetic of that guitar. Yeah, that I think that. Would and have I made think it, it would have been really a bit bad. too metal. Yeah. But I think having those cream pickups really offsets it. But the thing that's really interesting about this is it's an it's ebony boards. So I think it's the first time that we've seen an ebony board on a Fender, except maybe Jim the Jim Root. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else. Mm. Couldn't think of anything else. Oh, uh, yes, there has been other things. Those Korean-made um, FMT tellies had an ebony board. Did they? I, I believe some of them did. Don't know if that's true. Yeah, I believe some of them did. I think they were mahogany the, and ebony. Um, the ebony board that's now going to be standard right that's on, what we on were the saying the other week no on the elite on the, series on the elites on yeah. the elites yeah but yeah. That, has, okay. that hasn't happened just yet by the looks of things no but it you know what it does seem to suggest is that we are um you know we are starting to see this transition from uh from rosewood that has been talked about yeah over the last you know weeks and months or whatever um, you know, there's been a big, you know, a load of information going out about how the Pal Ferro, Pal wood is going to be replacing a lot yep. of the uh, the the fingerboards on, uh, on the Mexican series, and Ebony is going to be replacing them on the um, on the Elites. So it's really cool to see that Wait, transition. Is it Elites or is it Professionals? There. Sorry. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I should know this. You should know this. The, this is going to be very embarrassing. I hope someone from Fender is listening. The, For once, I hope someone from Fender is listening. <laughs> um, and then you get sacked. Uh, well, yeah, thanks very much, funny. Thanks. Um, uh, you do that research. Me and Matt will talk about some other Elites, other elites is... Th- the reason that it's confused me is that these guitars are American pros. Yes. But they've got ebony boards. Yes. But moving forward, it will be the elites that have ebony boards as standard. And, and what's the, con- on the pros will be rose. Will continue to be rose. Right, gotcha. And so then that's, sorry, that that spun me out for a sec. Okay, that's what the deal is. You are easily confused. Well, completely. Yeah. But and that, I think they look really cool. That Jazzmaster, especially, I think is is a is a right winner. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. I'm quite a fan of Silver Burst, but I kind of think the allure of Silver Burst was that. It hadn't been used for a long time, you know. Yeah. It's kind of with Antigua as well, and you know Gibson started doing some silvery burst stuff in I think the seventies, and then you didn't see it for a while, and now it's just like, uh, okay, well we've done all the normal colours, should we just do silver burst? So you see silver burst on everything now, and I'm kind of not that fussed by it anymore. Mm. Um, but it's a cool colour, you know, yeah. It's good. It's good. No, well, no, I don't think it is in general, but I think it looks good on that Jazzmaster. Right. The te- you know, the others are the others are, are cool as well, and I think they're going to be really popular. But that Jazzmaster, I think specifically, looks- yeah, that one does definitely look the best. Interesting. I want to see what other FSR things happen soon. Um, I think there's with the FSR is fun because you kind of never know. Like you always know with the standards or what they're now calling professional. It's like. There's going to be a red of some sort. There's going to be a sunburst. There's going yeah. to be black. There might be a natural, but probably not because that's the one people want to buy on tellies. So that probably we'll put that in the more expensive one. Um, so, yeah, keen to see what new FSR stuff 2017 holds. FSR stuff is wicked. Yeah, always good. Always good. Um, what else looks wicked uh, is something that I'd never heard of before until I saw this press release. Dream Studio Guitars um, have released the Maverick 2 Alley. Alan Johannes' signature model, and Matt Knight has got the details. I have, yes. Um, yeah, not a company. I mean, I think this is the thing. We always find out about these guitars that are maybe bigger in America, or yeah. there's a lot of, obviously, boutique builders that maybe don't make their way over here. Um, and they actually make a range of really, really cool, like, odd-looking guitars, but actually look. some of them look really cool. They do one called The Maverick, which looks really nice. So, yeah, check them out on dreamstudioguitars.com if you want to follow along while we're talking about it. But the Alan uh, Johannes Signature, which they're saying is sold out already, um, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, maybe it's not actually out yet. And then I, was, I looked at the picture first and went, hmm, and then looked at the name and thought, hmm, boutique, it's probably going to be expensive. Twelve nine nine ninety five. Yeah, I was looking at that. All this stuff like, is really affordable, but is it? Are they building it in the states? Hmm, I don't know. I reckon it's maybe. I mean, I can't say because I can't see anywhere on their website. But maybe it's a reverend sort of setup. But maybe if they're, if they're saying they're sold they're out though, because you've got to do, if you're doing that, you know, if you're going to build them in Korea or Indonesia or something, I'd imagine you've got to do quite a big run. And I can't imagine that there's that much demand for the Alan yeah. Johannes They've got model. some photos from the... Um, they've got photos from their... What looks like their workshop currently. So maybe not. I mean, they're just, they're just really, really affordable. And I mean, basically what we're looking at here is a semi-hollow uh, Jazzmaster? Yeah, Jazz, kind of. No, Jaguar. Kind of, yeah. 
No, I was confused. Well, it's humbuckers, no. isn't it? So it's kind yeah. of neither. It's how, but I, was, I was thinking of the switching because you've got the two three-way micro switches on the upper part. Then you've got the three-way selector on the lower part with the volume and tone. Um, offset style trim. Really nice inlays as well. But the F-holes are like non-traditional kind of the, what you'd expect. Yeah. But, I mean, just a great looking guitar. Um, chambered order with an order cap, uh, maple neck. Um, you've got 25 and a half inch scale, rosewood fretboard. So everything you kind of maybe expect from like a Fender style guitar. Um, Seymour Duncan, um, SH55s in there, 500K uh, pots, coil taps. So what looks like a really, really versatile guitar. And the guy um, plays has played with loads of um, loads of artists. I think he did stuff with Queens of the Stone Age, a load of artists that they've been involved with, like them Crooked Vultures. Yeah, I was just doing a bit um, of reading on him. He's been in a lot of bands. Yeah, when I first yeah. saw a picture of him, I was like, because he said it, like he's a multi instrumentalist, which normally means I'm probably not going to like the music. Yeah, you know? it's probably going to be kind of uh, I don't know, probably a little bit not poppy enough for my tastes but yeah. actually because I mean you look at the list of the instruments he plays so they've got Wikipedia's got listed vocals guitar drums bass mandolin banjo lap steel gu- lap steel guitar keyboard tabla uh, something Brandigam. I don't need yeah santor theremin flute clarinet soprano saxophone marxophone and fiddle normally someone with that kind of uh, list of instruments played I'm like man this is going to be too out there for me but actually he's been in queens of the stone age he was in spinneret which is that band that uh brody Dahl did when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. After the distillers, yeah. uh, he was in them, them Crooked Vultures. Uh, he did that thing with Dave Grohl, that Sound City Players thing um so yeah he's done a lot of stuff he also he, the band i was just reading on here the band that he started when he was a kid um was a band that flea was in before red hot chili peppers okay i mean i think flea was in a lot of bands back you know in when he was a teenager but, yeah, yeah um cause he was in fear as well wasn't he but anyway yeah um yeah 
Loads of stuff. But I, I don't think I've ever heard of him before. No, I haven't. Just looking at their website as well, at the other guitars they make. So they make one called, or oh, is it the Twang? Is that that telly style yeah. one? Um, the Twang looks incredible. It's like a modern twist on a telly, I guess. So somewhere, I guess it, you could say it's got some of that kind of Ormsby shape to it, that modern, you know. That sort of kind offset of, type. Yeah, off to, uh, they're kind of very... Uh, kind of common look for for kind of custom guitars these days um but it's a telly basically 11.99 dollars yeah and you know if it's made in the states it looks fantastic and they do some other weirder stuff like we're looking at the original maverick here which is like fully solid body with four tone controls or something well there's three three pickups so i assume uh it's a, a volume for each and a I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Matt, these must be made in the states um, because they're only saying like three available of each color. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can't imagine they're like in a production line from somewhere but else. But at the same time, if they were built in the states, it would probably say maybe. Yeah, it does seem weird. Jay, while we're talking, why don't you um, have a look at their like? Is there an about the? I am. Um... Just looking at their other models, they do one here, which I think is the is the signature guitar for someone who actually works for the company. Okay, but it's like an offset telly with one like active pickup in the bridge and like a matte black, and it sort of looks a bit like a slightly melted Jim Root. Yeah, but they also do it in like a Sherwood green or like a metallic green with the black pit garden. They just look really good. They just look incredible value for money. Yeah. Um, we, I think we need to investigate this more. Maybe it's someone to um, to hook up uh, with for an interview, Matt. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I might get in touch with them. I mean, their bases, they do a base called The Dream. Yeah. Which they've actually done in Purple Flake, which is one of the greatest colours ever. Um, which looks great. They look like just really, really modern bases. I don't know where you can buy them. But just quickly going back to the um, the Sparkle, they are shipping or starting production late July, so you have to put in an order now. Wait, so this is um, the Maverick 2, right? This is the Alan Johansson. Yeah, actually, I think they actually call it... Um, let's have a look. Yeah, where did I go? Yeah, so the, the actual name they've given it in terms of a name is the Sparkler. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, so I think they've all got Studio, El Diablo, Studio Classic, Voodoo, Sparkler, Nightmare, Riverboat, we're Jupiter actually, Blues. We're actually just looking at the Jupiter Blues, and that is oh, one of the, the one I just clicked on. That the, is the one of the weirdest guitars I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, definitely do check it, this out. So it looks like someone's punched a hole for a three three five. Yeah, someone's just or like someone's dropped something on a three three five, and it's kind of a, there's a bit of it left. DreamStudioGuitars.com definitely worth investigating. Uh, uh, yeah, I've never heard of them before. Very this, weird. This kind of popped up in the news feed, and is uh, is definitely worth looking at. We'll do some more digging. Maybe we'll try and get an interview with the uh, the team behind those guitars jay cross do you want to tell us about the uh, electroharmonics tone corset compressor yeah i mean electric so i was doing a little bit of reading on this because i saw it got announced in the week and i was I, I was so put off by the graphics and the name that yeah, i just not... sort of moved away from it um but i did a little bit of reading on it today and um on reddit someone is someone else is saying you know highlighting the uh the art and everything and it just seems it i kind of feel like maybe there are two different people who are in charge of 
designing graphics and names for electroharmonics pedals. Maybe, yeah. And depending on who's in on the day that the pedals are finished, that's who gets to name and design it. Yeah. Because someone else, as I say, someone on Reddit pointed out that um, for every bass clone or 360 looper, there's a canyon or a blurst. I you like know, the blurst. The blurst, the, blurst, the blurst is too much. And, you know, it, it, it's so funny because you see... Something like something like the um, epitome or the tone tattoo that just looks completely bananas, and then the next week they'll bring out the soul food, yeah, which looks really classy. It, it I don't understand what's going on with electroharmonics. It's just everything seems to be all over the place. One of the comments on Reddit is, "I feel like the EHX branding guys collectively had a stroke right <laughs> around the time the blurst came out." <laughs> Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit weird in terms of the name and the uh, the design, but in terms of the functionality, yeah. it actually looks really nice and it's very cheap. Well, you know, relatively cheap for a, for a um, for an analog compressor. So it's um, you've got a blend function, which is always really nice and not something that I, this appears to be getting a bit more popular. Um, the blend function because yeah. I don't, the there's no blend function on the uh, CS3, is there, Matt? It's just no. it's on or it's off. Yeah, yeah. So that's nice. You know, that's that's nice to be able to to be able to blend it in. Another thing that they've done there is they've got a little a mini switch there. Um, that's that's a, a pad control. Yeah. Um. Now, from what I understand, the uh, in the video, um, when the pad goes on, it just goes a bit quieter, which seems a bit weird, but it's designed to be used for um, people who are using uh, active pickups. Yeah. So where the signal is going in a little bit hotter than you would expect from a, uh, you know, a, a passive guitar signal, the um, the pad there just brings the volume down just a hair, which, again, I think is really nice. And it's, it's um, you know, that's a, a whole area where people, I think specifically bass players, I've not heard this demoed with a bass, but I think specifically bass players, you know, active pickups are such a, a large part of modern bass playing yeah. that this is designed almost specifically for those sorts of people. I'd be really interested to hear um, Joe's take on uh, Joe's take on this because, I mean, obviously, I I don't really care for compressors. It's, it is weird, though, that they only... Re- they did, like, a bass compressor very recently. Well, so completely. to put that feature in with bass, I, I think it's probably more that, you know, people with active guitar pickups don't want to be clipping the front sure, end of the compressor. Sure, yeah, of course, so. of course. Yeah. Um, there's just such a ridiculously wide range of electroharmonics pedals now. Yeah, yeah. And there's just so much stuff. I'm like, there must. I was thinking there must just be a lot of crossover. Surely. Well, I do, particularly I on compressors not. and stuff. Like, it, because they can be used for guitar and bass. Obviously, mm. they'd be voiced differently and things like that. But yeah, it's just there's so so much stuff out there from electroharmonics. Um, Ten pedals they class as compression or sustain pedals. Give us the full rundown. <laughs> Uh, bass metaphors, which is which is more of a preamp, but it has got a compressor in it. Yeah. Bass preacher, um, the black finger, um, which is their valve driven one. I can't the believe freeze. they're still doing that. Yeah, so yeah. They count the they count the freeze as a compressor sustainer, which I suppose technically it is. Graphic fuzz, uh, which does have compression on it. Uh, there's a rack mounted uh, two channel compressor that they do, which they've done for ages. <laughs> those are the, the soul preacher, those the tone corset. The rack mounted compressors Sorry. are like two grand or something, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the main ones really are, yeah, probably the white finger, the tone corset, which is new, the soul preacher, the black finger, and the bass preacher. 
Tone Corset is such a bad name. It's I was really, just thinking really about it bad. as we were talking about it. Doesn't oh, make any sense. Did we ever even talk about the battalion? I don't think we did, did I, we? I think, I I think don't, we mentioned it briefly. I think we did mention it briefly, They're, they're yeah. bringing pedals out at such a rate that I can't even remember if we've talked about them like two weeks after they come out. i tell you the other thing about electroharmonics is... You know, how forward-thinking did they have to be to ensure that they got EHX.com? Yeah, yeah. They've, you know, had, they've had a really good website for ages. Well, actually, what I think they've done is when they first registered EHX.com, they created a really good website, and that's still the website well, that they've yeah, got now. But they do know. update it regularly. Like, they do. New they stuff do, going on yeah, all the time. They do, and there's, like, a good little feed there. But, I mean... Yeah, I mean, there's... it's starting to look a little bit dated, but, <laughs> but it's all right. So, um, yeah, interested to um, to hear one of those. I kind of feel like with the new Electronics pedal coming out every month, we could probably just afford to just buy the new one every month because they yeah. have, they're always like 40 quid or something. I think these are a bit more than that. I think this is 80 quid or so. Um, Imagine having the entire Electronics collection. I mean, you just wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, you would. What are you talking about? They, of course not. With all those Patreon sign-ups after this episode, I'm sure we could do it. So, uh, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. There is so many pedals. While I'm reading the next news item, why don't you count how many pedals they do? Okay, go ahead. Okay, good. Um, Matt Knight, do you want to tell us about the Old Blood Noise Endeavours, uh, The Fault? Yes, I do. And actually, um, maybe I'll be brief on this one because I got confirmation uh, yesterday that they have sent us some pedals so i have a feeling that this may be in the post Ooh, exciting um yeah so basically a overdrive with an optional gain two that you can stack on on top so it's not like a two channel drive i suppose maybe it is but it's more like a single channel overdrive that you can then stack a second gain control onto the top um active three band uh, eq which is really nice True bypass, standard nine volt control, and I'd say maybe a little bit more. Well, this is the thing because I want to hear it because old blood noise. I remember when I worked at Anton's, I, I was saying to Lee and the other guys who do the purchasing, oh, you should, we're getting asked for this brand all the time. They make some really far out reverbs and delays. And then they come out with an overdrive, and I'm like, oh, that seems like fairly tame for them. But I've got a feeling that when we plug it in, it's probably going to do a bit of everything, and it's probably going to be pretty crazy well like you say with that um, with that extra gain that you can add in on the top it's probably like quite a high gain overdrive and then there's more on there as well yeah yeah i mean these guys the company uh there was a little short documentary um that they've kind of done about loads of, of the other stuff that they do and kind of how they design pedals and they are really into like odd sound design yeah um so i kind of think it's probably going to do a little bit more than kind of meets the eye Definitely, definitely. Talking about pedals that will probably do more than meets the eye. Have you got some details on the Matthews Effects Chemist Atomic Modulator? Sounds like something uh, right up yeah. your street. There couldn't yeah. be. A, there couldn't be a more Matt Knight named pedal. I don't think. Yeah, Matt. I wish. I wish I'd made it. I wish I had one. Um, yeah, I have been on the forum for this um, pedal on Facebook for the last kind of month or so. And there's about 20 memes a day that go up of people waiting for this particular pedal. Um, I think the guy's really into kind of like making kind of far out like future guitar pedals. But I think he's also a really small operation and basically he's kind of just like always teasing people. I've got this thing coming out, which is good because it just constantly builds up like massive hype. But the atomic modulator is effectively a chorus and vibrato octave 
and a phaser all in one unit so um digital i would imagine three dsp settings that you can basically switch between so you can have one on at any one time so you've got chorus and vibrato which i'd imagine is probably based off some sort of like ce1 style um kind of design but allows it to go completely kind of bonkers on the vibrato side uh, octave gives you kind of more of the organ style thing like we were talking about with the walrus audio luminary where you've got choice over plus or minor minus octaves plus going into um dry controls and then you've got a really um kind of crazy phaser you've got um basically there's two toggle switches that let you choose what algorithm is there's basically six controls and you can choose which algorithm goes on the top row or the bottom row so you get more instant control over everything plus you get an external um expression pedal jack um as well so you can do kind of loads of stuff on the fly but it looks like really like bonkers bit of kit yeah yeah their stuff um from what i can gather because i've not actually heard any of their stuff yet but um from what i can gather it's always pretty out there yeah and i think he's just really good at kind of I mean, he did the, um, what was it? The, like, utility box, which was the kind of stereo into mono sun yeah, yeah. box and stuff yeah, yeah. like that as well. And I, I think he's just, like, he's one of those kind of solid manufacturers that's got a really strong following, but you don't necessarily see them in, like, a ton of stores just yet. Yeah, they're sort of direct to the customer, aren't they? So, yeah. Jay Cross, give us the uh, the rundown, the pun down, the fun down on how many electronics pedals there are. So I, I sort of tried to skip over uh, the bits and pieces that aren't pedals. Yeah. So there's, they do a pedal bag and the foot switches and stuff like that. 143 <sighs> current products. And the thing that surprised me more than anything, they they make speakers. Really? Did you know that? No, I did not know oh, that. I just, I just saw that when I was uh, scrolling through. I, I had no idea. They wow. made speakers, and I although I have just googled um, twelve TS sixteen, which I assume is their sixteen ohm twelve inch speaker. And um, what if it's the sixteen inch twelve ohm speaker? Oh, maybe you're right. Actually, maybe that's why they're making them. Yeah, yeah. Mike Matthews has got a he's uh, got a very he's got odd a, a sixteen amp. inch amp, he's and got he needed what? A, a sixteen inch Pardon? amplifier, and he needed a twelve ohm. Uh, I, very weird very very weird I've never seen them before and there's none coming up on Google Shopping so what was it 143 pedals something like that I might have double counted that's or, ridiculous that's Absolutely ridiculous um, goodness talking mate. about pedals let's do one last news item because it yes. is actually fairly important and I forgot that we completely skipped over this Wampler have just announced the ethereal reverb and delay they have and I tell you what this looks like the sort of pedal um, for people who really like the sounds of big weird delay pedals yeah. but don't have the uh the stuff upstairs to make them work the sort of brain power as in people like me yeah exactly um because You've got nothing as, upstairs as much as i love the sound of a strymon big sky or a strymon timeline there's just no way i'd ever buy one yeah there's too much and it's not really the money that that's sort of by the by there's too much going on with them I'm not, you know, I'll leave those for the Mattonites of this world. And um, this looks fantastic. I mean, it's in everybody's favourite shade of uh, of uh, sky blue. I'm not quite sure why. It's kind it of green, like. isn't it? But it's, uh, you know, it's that real nice big 
Sky blue. Okay, I see what you're um, doing there, but yeah, it's actually a bit more green. Uh, I don't think so. I think that's like a... That's sky like a, blue. Sky blue. No, it's, it's green. Okay, well, agree to disagree. Um, in fact, there's a green LED. Look at that. That's green. This is... Matt, Matt Knight, you've got the uh, deciding vote. Green or I blue? Thought it was, I thought it was seafoam green, if yeah. I'm being perfectly yes. honest. Whose side are you on, honestly? Winner, winner, chicken honestly, dinner. Honestly, anyway. That's people, why I'm the winner, because you can't can, eat the chicken dinner. People can, ever people can decide. Anyway, um, the whole point of this is it's to give those really nice, long, um, ambient delays without having to go down the route of extreme processing and uh, micro-tuning each individual. It's, you plug it in and you twiddle your knobs and you go, that sounds good. I'll use that. Good. And sounds fantastic. Some Getting some great reviews. It's got a neat little um, extra kind of weird dip switch on there. It's not really a switch. It's like a... It is like a mini switch. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, which just allows you to uh, switch between subdivisions um, on the... It actually adds in a second delay. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually... They're the subdivisions for the second delay. Right. So you've got delay, feedback and tone, like a normal one. Mix in how much reverb and delay you want with the delay, reverb and mix. And then the button in the middle adds in a second delay in time with however you've set the um, delay control on the front and then you pick which subdivision you want that delay to be. How about that? There we go. So even that? even the more basic one has completely bamboozled you. Yeah, completely, yeah. completely. And you've got a nice little... Um, in fact, I don't know why it's there because obviously you'd always leave it on the trails control. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. I um, There's a... Uh, Again, not that I seem to be doing this every week. Not that I would recommend you go and listen to another guitar podcast. Definitely do not. I was listening to the uh, the Wompy podcast um, this week, and they were talking about it. And Brian seems very excited about this one. Don't I mean Brian? To- Brian gets very excited about a lot of stuff. That's true. Don't listen to any other guitar podcast. What you should do is download it. Yes. Then put your phone in the bin and set the bin on fire and throw it into the sea, <laughs> and and then move to a different country. <laughs> How are they going to listen to this podcast? Uh, they buy a new phone, <laughs> right? Okay, but not, but don't accidentally subscribe don't. to. If you if you've accidentally subscribed to another guitar podcast, the only way to unsubscribe: put your phone in the bin, set it on fire, throw it in the sea, yeah. and move to a different country. <laughs> buy a new phone and only subscribe to Guitar Nerds. The problem with that though is generally. Your, if you have got an iPhone, for example... Don't. It, well, there you've made the first mistake there. If you've got an iPhone, it will re-download everything that you'd already downloaded. No, you've made a big mistake. One plus for the win, yeah? I mean, you say that, but I was sending you text messages today and you weren't receiving them. Yeah, that's because you've got a pony iPhone, mate. Oh, okay, fine. Um, anyway, we should dive headfirst into a bin, then into the sea, and move to a country called... Quest... Questionione. <laughs> Very Stan. good. Very good. I really hope Joe's back next week. I, <laughs> listen, I don't like being put on this spot. I think you should do it. Questions. See how wet that sounded. Questions. See, it's bad. And I don't like the one, the fact that. Questions. No, you've got to use the mic. You've got to get closer. Questions. Oh, see, rubbish. Yeah, he's really good at it. That's I know. The, so pains me so much to admit that he's good at something. <laughs> I know. I know. If only he was good at turning up for the podcast, that'd be uh, <laughs> that'd be uh, something good, wouldn't it? Um, first question. Let's do. Uh, this is one for Jay. Actually, Jay, you answered this on the forum, but I think it'd be good to uh, 
do it on the podcast so the wider guitar nerds audience okay. can uh, can hear it John says Jay Cross with your new Fendery Intel can you let us know um, when we're going to hear a head version of or when we're going to get a head version of the Blues Junior the world and their mum have done a lunchbox amp surprised the big F haven't risen to it now there's all sorts of speculation on the forum as to why this wasn't a thing but you actually for once we, we actually know the truth Yes, so I, this was... I I don't think I asked this on my first day, okay. but it might have been my second okay. day. Um, and apparently the reason for it is um, the chassis, the, the mounting chassis of the Blues Junior is um, too big, goes down too low for it to fit into a head size cabinet. Ah. So it, the cabinet for the head would have to be so large that just, you might as well just have the combo. Might as well just have the combo. It just doesn't make sense. Apparently, that's why. Okay. I hope I'm not giving away any company secrets there. Inside secrets. No, but I, I mean, I assume if you'd ever looked at the because once I was told that, I then went and looked at a Blues Junior, and I went, "Oh, that does, yeah, yeah it yeah. does come down quite a way." So apparently, that's why. Apparently, that's why. Interesting. Interesting. Um, talking about amps, Mark says you've got fourteen hundred. I assume it's pounds, or it could be dollars to spend Didn't on. Answer a- this last week. I don't think so. Did we? Did ever you go? have it on the thing? I think I put it we... in the podcast email last week. Did we just not? We, ne- we didn't it? get around to Are it. You sure? Matt? I don't. I'm pretty sure we didn't answer okay. it. Okay. Well, let's answer it again. And if we did ask answer it last week, let's compare and contrast our um, answers from last week. Blake says, <laughs> Martin or Taylor? Man, I what would you go for? I was thinking about this. This is really tricky because I. I'm not a massive acoustic player, but obviously sold a fair few in my time. And I always liked Taylors for the kind of like modern sound they had. Like every time you play a Taylor, like you you sort of know it's going to sound good. You're like, yeah, it's just a Taylor. And there it is. And my favourite one was actually the eight-string baritone. Oh, that was such a weird guitar. Because so it was the D and the G string were doubled up, and everything else was just standard. Um, and that guitar sounds incredible. It really did. Some sound of the more expensive, some of the more expensive ones, they sound great, but they almost sound like they sound s- clinical. Is maybe not the right word, but too they're good. S- they're so they're so consistent. They are almost too good. Where like some of the Martins, they have much more of that kind of vintage kind of that history about them. Um, and I still think the best one I've heard. And if I was going to go and buy an acoustic. For that sort of money, I'd probably buy a D18. Yeah. Um, because the modern D18s, they sound great. I remember Dan Grace bought one, and when he bought his, it sounded amazing. Um, and for me, just always a consistently great guitar, and it's great plugged in as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I would say I'd probably say Martin. So I think they make more guitars. I'd probably be interested in like tonal wise. All the Taylors have their own kind of characteristics, but I'm always they never attract them as much as a kind of like vintage looking mine. Jay Cross. Um so I've got a Taylor. Yes, we all know about this guitar. I've got a Taylor, but um I love a story. And I've been to the I've been to the, the we, Martin We never could have told that that you like a story. I like a, a long winded a long possibly nonsensical, told. uh with no real ends. Yes. Uh yeah, we know we know. Okay. T- 
Tell us the story about the Martin factory. No, no, I wasn't going to go into it. I just, I, I, I like a story, and I've been to the Martin factory, and now that I've been to the factory and seen them do everything and wandered around their museum, I just think they're such a fantastic company. Um, I think it's really interesting, and um, it, it's it's really cool. I really like it, and uh, you know, I know that you shouldn't judge a guitar off of that. I think both those companies are really good, and I think they both make really great guitars. I think probably I would, um, I would probably say that the Taylors that I've played are maybe. I think they probably are a bit more consistent than the Martins, but I think when you play a good Martin, it's it really is like un- unlike anything else. I would never consider myself an authority on this because I'm not a huge fan of acoustic guitars, but I, I all the Martins that I've played are, are really good. But when it comes to the the cheaper ones, um, I think it's very difficult to see to see a, a clear winner. I think they both make some great stuff. I, I hate to be offensive here, but I I think if you're if you're thinking about the two go to a store and try a couple of each and pick whichever one you like the feel of i i really really want to like martin acoustic guitars same with gibson i really want to like martin gibson acoustic guitars because obviously you know they've got the heritage and see pictures of like bob dylan playing one and you know they're they look fantastic real vintage vibe i can't get on with them at all like as soon as i pick up a taylor i'm like this sounds incredible and it is very much like Matt was describing. They almost sound too good. Yeah. And that's normally not what I'd look for in an electric guitar. You know, give me a, I don't know, a high-end Ibanez or something, and I'm like, this just kind of... I Just get me a Les Paul Junior yeah, straight away. Something, yeah, something yeah. like a little bit more rock and roll, a little bit more kind of bodged together. Yeah. Um, but on acoustics, I'm totally the other way around. I really, really want to love like a nice J45 or on, you know, um, you know, Martin, just any Martin's guitar. But then I pick up a Taylor and I'm like, this is just better. Like I find acoustics difficult to play at the best of times, and Taylors I just don't find difficult to play. They're set up so nicely. The quality of the woods is impeccable. Like. But the design as well. I mean, that's the thing you've got to remember about Taylor is that they're a company that's actually only like 40 years old. Yeah, completely. And I mean, things like the fact that you can basically take the neck off. Yeah. Like with ease, you can basically just unscrew something, take the neck off, adjust it. Like for a setup, like they've thought about everything. Yeah. Really. And, you know, there's other things that I think is really cool about them in terms of what they're doing with wood preservation and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think they're really well-built guitars and that they have a similar feel to or they're i guess they're equivalent in the electro world is something like you know prs which could be seen as like a bit soulless i guess um but for me on acoustics i just kind of want something that's easy to play and sounds really good and i don't get that from martin or gibson they do actually have one of the best pickup systems because they don't rely on a piezo because that's the thing d18 relies on the like the aura imaging system which uh, like models other acoustic body sizes and microphones where the taylor um system obviously works on those kind of body points and it's got those pads on the inside crystals in it or something doesn't it there's some, it's there is some sort of really weird technology, but they just they they sound so consistent plugged in. Um, so if you're after an acoustic, for me, like if I was going to say if someone said, okay, you need an acoustic, you've got to plug it in all the time. Taylors have the the best, most consistent sound. Definitely. And they, always, and they rather than that kind of bright twangy sound you get from the bridge, 
but the under saddle stuff yeah 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 so there we go we're kind of um all over the place on that topic i think you know from you guys go to uh, a shop and try a couple completely yeah go and uh, find your fit i guess um with that we are at the end of this podcast we're gonna Holy go moly. Uh, indeed we're gonna go and record uh, another 30 minutes over at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds this week um instead of actually doing a poll in the forum I've taken a question from Michael, uh, which was, following on from the podcast, I dug out my Digitech Crossroads pedal. Joe Bratton described this as the worst pedal ever. Anyone got any ridiculous signature pedals? So I thought what we could actually discuss, which is taking the topic slightly further, is the worst signature products. Um, Okay. I think that would be something that we've probably, you know, we worked in guitar shops for a long time. We've seen some utter guff that's had someone's name slapped on it. Um, I think, you know, we could probably do half an hour on the Gibson Sully Erna Les Paul if we were pushed. Listen, oh, listen. that's a great that guitar. That is a great guitar. It's well, a good little Erna, that one. Lovely little <laughs> Erna, bit of Will Bunsen. That is a great guitar. Well, and well, I will hear no... I knew you were going to bring up the Sully We can argue this further over on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. Where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 gets you the regular podcast episode ad-free and early. $5 gets you the episode ad-free and early and an extra half an hour. Plus, you also get access to the full back catalogue of Patreon stuff, including all the interviews that Matt does and the miniseries Joe Branton's Rant On, where Branton talks about things that he hates for 25 minutes to half an hour um, and upcoming we've got it in the schedule now the um, gear of yesteryear where we talk about previous uh, you know gear from the 80s and 90s and early 2000s and see what uh, people were awarding gear of the year around that time we talk about it um, and our $10 tier you get your name read out on the regular podcast like these people um Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Carlos Mancha, Andrew Macro, Mark Cross, JD Shaw, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Paul Corrigan, Jack Godfrey, Will Clare, Sky Bryan, Matt Quine, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Moo Gravit, there we go very very good what was that uh, it was hulk hogan's theme tune real american oh it was really slow no it was good you know just it's the doom version uh okay um you could find more um where where can people find more i've completely forgotten the end of the podcast now i was thinking about hulk hogan and um at the Bo banton i was thinking about 22 inch pythons Excuse me. Uh, um, at Bo Banton on Instagram is where you can find our missing co-host uh, Joe Branton. He has no other official accounts on the internet, so just follow at Bo Banton. Um, if you want to follow us, best way actually is go to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum, where you can get involved with the show, send in questions, chat to other guitar nerds listeners. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at guitar nerds, and do go to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. Because, like I said, I just put up a cool video about eight SG facts you probably didn't know, and there's new pedal of the weeks coming. We're also doing our first kind of um, travel log episode in the next couple of weeks, where we're going to be going to a uh, well, doing a bit of travelling. Let's just put it that way. We're going Are we? to yeah, I'm doing it, doing oh. travelling to an event, um, and I'm going to film Are the you? whole journey and do all that. Oh, that thing, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mysterious. Gotcha. That'll be up on the YouTube channel soon. Thanks very much for listening, and we will speak to you 
next week. Cheers, gang. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.